0: Welcome to Nature Therapy Online. Hello there, folks, and welcome to episode 29 of Nature Therapy Online i'm stephen mccabe and i'm an ecotherapist living in scotland and right now i'm taking a walk in the snow Um, i thought that the winter snow had cleared here in midlothian but um, but it hasn't it melted and then more snow came so i'm in the snow again i'm uh, up in the hills right now and i can see just the most gorgeous view over over a nice chunk of Scotland, I can see the Firth of Forth, so the the sea coming inland. I can see the city of Edinburgh, the hills of Edinburgh, a place they call Arthur's Seat, which has got, I think, um, links to the, the, the legend of King Arthur. And um, the sky is just so clear today, but it's got this strange pinky hue. And I can see probably about... 30, 40 miles away at the hills of Fife, which is quite a big um, area of Scotland. It's gorgeous. So up here in the hills with the snow falling down and the pinky sky and the sea and the hills and all of the beautiful nature around. You can hear my footsteps and my dog, Yoro, probably. Yes, we're talking about you. Yes, trotting around. Yes, he's very happy today. Yes, you're very happy. Yes, so he's excited to be out in the snow, he seems to like it. So, before I started on today's podcast, I wanted to just um, mention a few people who've been in touch. I want to say thank you to Candice in South Africa. Um, She sent me a lovely video of of a beach, of the waves, it looked absolutely gorgeous. Um, And some really nice pictures of the palm trees where she was on a trip to Cape, from her own area of uh, of, of South Africa um, so thanks a lot Candice I really like these types of emails that um, that people send occasionally, not very often but it's really nice when people just send me an email and say hey look here's a, here's a photo of some nature where I am and I think what's really nice about that is that it takes you out of your own experience you know, you can be like you know the sort of place where I am now up in the hills with the snow and you forget that this is just your experience of nature you know you get got this video from candice and it's a completely different like another world almost you know the heat and the sunshine and the waves it's beautiful so thank you i want to also say thank you to jennifer from kentucky usa for sending some really nice emails um about my newsletter and it turns out we have shared scottish roots from the Asia area that's uh, where my my clan was back in the day apparently and denny in pennsylvania who sends me lots of tips and i want to share one of those tips with you one of them is a book called the lost spells by robert mcfarland a beautiful art and poetry nature book it's just stunning and i'd really recommend it and and yeah and and lastly um i had a tip for you from kelly in the usa following on from the um episode that we had about things you can do when you can't get out in nature, ways you can practice ecotherapy indoors. And um, Kelly mentioned a really obvious one that I hadn't um, even thought of, even though it's something I do myself, and that's get a bird feeder, you know, put it in your garden or, you know, put even if you have a shared garden, perhaps you can pop some seeds out for some birds on the windowsill. I'm not sure how you want to go about it. Um, or, you know, we, we've all got different access to the outdoors, but if you have got, um, if you have got access and you can do that, then I'd really recommend it. It's really, uh, brightened up my winter quite a lot, actually. Um, just, you know, seeing all these visitors, she described it as like little friends stopping by. So that was lovely. So thanks Kelly for that. So, um, before I go on to the theme of the episode this week, I just want to remind you that um, my nature therapy program is starting on the 1st of February, so if you'd like to join a group of us online, it's accessible to people no matter what time zone you're in, wherever you live, um, for one month of exploring nature together. through shared um, pre-recorded videos that I send out online and then we get together and discuss our experiences of bonding with nature. If you'd like to join us, head over to naturecourses.info and find the February course. And of course, if you're listening to this podcast in retrospect and the course is finished, you can go to naturecourses.info and I'm always running different bits and bobs up there. So we're please check it out. I really like working with you directly, it's lovely. So, um, so the theme for today is, um, I was trying to think of where I should go with this, actually, because something that's really important, I think, to all of us um, in our own relationship with nature is our, our past experiences and our own stories with nature so when i mean stories you know i think the times that we've had personally maybe as a child or even powerful experiences as as an adult where nature just seemed to open up and provide this joy and inspiration and peace and i think we've all got memories probably of being a child and being out somewhere in nature even if it was our back garden and having a really powerful experience and if i now would just like to give you a moment to reflect on that on that invitation so i'm going to ask you that and give you a moment of silence so when did you have a really powerful experience in nature that has stayed with you. And just reflect on that while I walk in the snow. What kind of, what kind of scenes came to your mind? Were you a child? Were you older? What kind of nature has left a mark on you? Was it the seaside or trees, beds up in the hills? Was it summertime? Were the leaves falling in the autumn? All of it has the potential to touch us, doesn't it? Because we just forget how, we just forget how incredible it is to be on this globe, following these seasons and living out our, our animal lives because we are animals and we, we like to forget that we're animals, but we are animals. Where do we come from? Where do we go? All of this, you know, these things just get put on the back burner, don't they? And, these powerful memories of nature that we have that maybe you've just reflected on there for that moment. I think these are moments when we remember the mystery of everything. When nature just is there and shows its beauty and perhaps we shared it with other people as well. Other people, the other, the other animals in our lives. Where do they come from? Where do they go? Who knows? beautiful i'd like to share some of my uh, my experiences and then at the end of the podcast i'd like to invite you to contact me and share some of yours for me to to then share with others on the on the podcast i think it's we've all had have these memories and i'd like to collect some of them share some of them for me i have two, one as an adult and one as a child. And I'm gonna start with the one as an adult because this time, almost four years ago, I'd spent my whole adult life ignoring nature. I had very little interest in it. I had always loved nature as a child, always. But I lost touch with it and I lost a sense of connection with it when I became a teenager and it stayed that way for 20 years. I got so caught up in myself, I think, like a lot of us do. Got obsessed about being the center of attention and proving myself. I'm doing a lot of things that, you know, I'm glad I did with my life, but also, a lot of things where I questioned the motive, what was the point, you know? And I got to a point where, I felt like I was living my whole life, just focusing on the future and never appreciating the present. And I didn't go looking for nature. I actually came across mindfulness and learnt a few techniques, which most people try indoors for the first time. And I was out with my dog and I thought, well, here's as good a place as anywhere in the local park. And I just let go of my thoughts. As I walked, and I followed my breath, like the tips I'd found, invited me to do. I'd been reading a few uh, Buddhist books and that was the first time in my life I'd read anything about Buddhism or mindfulness or anything like that. And it was just so beautiful and incredible. Like for the first time in my adult life, I saw everything as alive, you know, the the, the trees just, reaching up to the sky like these living things i didn't just walk past them you know and take them for granted i was in absolute awe of the trees and a little blackbird came out from a shrub you know the way they they kind of look quite shifty you know they're kind of looking at you with a little eye like not quite sure just hopping around on the ground. And I was just, I didn't, you know, just think, oh, there's a little bird or move on. Or like previously, I wouldn't have even noticed it. This was just a miracle to me. Just by letting go of my thoughts and myself for a while, I I just saw this bird as a miracle and the trees as a miracle and everything around me was just a miracle. I, I, you know, if people would have saw me walking around that park, I'm sure they thought that I had, you know, some, Issues that needed resolving, or perhaps they thought I was on some, you know, really good drugs or something, because I was just walking around with a big grin on my face and the hair standing up on the back of my neck. It was just incredible. The, one of the most powerful experiences of my life. And all I did was walk in my local park with my dog and follow my breath and let my thoughts go. And just doing that gave me one of the most powerful experiences of my life. And you know, now I want to share this experience I'm having with you because there are two little deer right in front of me. They've stopped and they're looking at me. They're running up the hill at the farmland over the road. Not over the road, just over the the field, I should say. You might hear a woman with a horse. There's two of them running. I can see their little white butts just going up in the air. And there's another two this is amazing. Two deer, like the size of, I don't know, the size of whippets. They're not big ones. They look quite, either they're young or they're a small breed, but they're just gorgeous. They're galloping. Two little bambies with their big white butts just running over a snowy hill. And these two have stopped to stare at me. It's amazing. Apologies for the awkward gap there, folks. Um, there were a few people just approaching me with the dog. So I thought I'd just pop you on pause for a second and let them pass so they don't think I'm just walking around talking to myself, you know. I live in a tiny village here. It's very, I've already got a reputation as being the, the eccentric guy who's walking around hugging trees, so I try to limit this as much as possible. (laughs) So that was an amazing moment with those deer. It was really lovely. It was really nice actually for it to happen while I was talking to you. I feel like I've just transmitted this nature moment. The four little deer running over the snowy hill. Two sets of two both stopping to look at me as I talk to you wherever you are in the world. And that's one of the things I love about technology. And weirdly, i would spent a lot of years, I'm just digressing now, but humour me. Humour me, friends. I, yeah, spent a lot of time. Um, Feeling really bad about technology, actually, as I was talking before, you know, in that kind of run up to me, discovering nature again. um, I felt like it was a really, a, a real force for bad in the world, especially social media. I've had some very negative experiences and that made me feel really quite inadequate and quite bad about myself, I suppose, like I think a lot of us do. When we're on social media, sometimes it feels like it's geared up to make us feel like that. And ironically, discovering nature again and going outdoors has made me appreciate the positives that you can do with technology. So that experience that I was telling you about, for a few years there, I just enjoyed being in nature. I was just lapping it up. And then as I started to think that this was something I wanted to share with people, you know, as someone who's trained as a therapist and trained as a counselor and worked in emotional support all my life, I started to realize how good is this for me? Like, don't I want to share that with other people? even though I know next, like very little about nature, next to nothing I was gonna say, because that's how it felt a few years ago. And I still don't know very much about nature, but I don't care because I think, you know, falling in love with nature is not about gathering knowledge about it. It helps because nature's full of amazing, powerful facts that can just, you can just be in awe of, you know, the birds traveling for, Thousands of miles every year or trees living for thousands of years I mean having knowledge is just blows your mind about nature but I want when I realized I wanted to just share this you know this this this, this love this thing that has brought me so much positivity in my life, I really began to appreciate the good that technology can do. I think we all know by now the negatives that technology can bring, but I think it's important to remember the positives and like if there's anything, any podcasts you listen to or you know positive groups that you might be involved with that actually encourage you to go out and and engage with nature, then that's a great thing. Now I said earlier on that I had two experiences I wanted to share. I'm going to share the second one briefly because I feel like I've talked uh, quite a lot around that powerful experience I had. And obviously we had our little, um, little deer break there. But my second one was just something that came back to me when I, um, w- when I had this experience. I began to remember experiences. It's like all these beautiful experiences as a child sort of coming back to me when I started paying attention to nature. And one of them was this very simple little trip I took when I was maybe seven years old. I asked my mum if I could set the alarm clock for really early. So I think it was maybe like 6 a.m. And if I could go to the local park on my own with some breakfast in a satchel and a little bag and a pen. And I started a little book about animals I could see. And there was just this one time when I went really early because I got a book from the library that told me that the best time to see animals was early in the morning when there's no people around. And I went and I saw a hedgehog for the first time. It was just this incredible thing, seeing a hedgehog. This spiky little creature right in front of me. I even touched it with my my little seven-year-old finger, maybe I was eight, I don't remember exactly, and saw it kale up in the early morning dew. I saw two foxes for the first time, although weirdly, I thought they were some kind of big cat, like it became this mythology in my mind for years, because they were obviously too big to be cats. But for years, I was like, remember when I was a child and I saw these big cat-like creatures? And because when I was a child, I couldn't recognize them as foxes, I just thought that they were these exotic creatures that were somehow there in Liverpool, north of England, that I never told anyone about because no one would believe me that there were these huge felines that were way bigger than normal felines running about and playing. And then when I had this memory a few years back, I remembered and I pieced it together and I was like, oh, it were foxes spent my whole life thinking about it, and just the obvious occurred to me. So I just walked around this morning and I took loads of notes. I saw rabbits scribbled in my notepad about rabbits, the rabbits, what they were doing, where they were. And it was, it was a very beautiful morning. I don't think I ever did it again in terms of getting up that early, but I did keep notes in that little diary when I saw other interesting animals out and about. There's my dog Yoro running about with a stick. Have you got your stick? Good boy. Yeah, have you got your stick? Good boy. Yeah, he's very happy, he likes the snow. So, I've talked a lot about myself today. It's the me show all of a sudden, isn't it? But I suppose I felt like, yeah, maybe giving a little bit more of myself to the podcast because actually some of you have been really kind in writing me emails and sharing information about your life with me, where you live and what makes you happy in nature, so I didn't want to bring this to the podcast solely as an excuse to talk about myself, but although I have thoroughly enjoyed talking about myself, I must say um, I wanted to do it as a invitation for you and if you remember some really powerful times in nature i'd really like you to share them with me for the podcast they don't have to be really deep or really in depth but i would just love to hear a little snippet something that stayed with you either from your childhood your adult life whenever and like i say like mine They're probably really everyday occurrences, not big, exciting, dramatic events, although I would love to hear your big dramatic events as well. And if you had them, then good for you, because I don't think I've had many of them. I would love to hear, and I would love to share with the listeners. I'd like us to inspire each other. So that's my invitation to you to reflect this week on your past experiences with nature. Maybe write them down, get in touch with them. And get in touch with me and let me know. You can email me at Stephen, P-H, not a V, Stephen. So Stephen with a ph at naturetherapyonline.net. Or you can just head to my website and email me from there, so. So folks, I've really enjoyed uh, chatting with you today reminiscing, walking in the snow with my dog, seeing those four beautiful deer. And I hope you're having a good day wherever you are, wherever's going on for you. Get in touch and take care and look after yourselves. Bye bye. Visit me online at naturetherapyonline.net.